welcome to Passport Mommy. I'm your host, Michelle Gerson. This show is for anyone raising little humans. We feature experts with tips and advice to enrich the lives of our children. Mom and dad entrepreneurs tell us their inspiring stories. Learn about products that could make both you and your child's life easier and more fun. And of course, fellow parents discuss and laugh about what's happening in their child's world. Motherhood is a journey. Thanks for joining me on mine. Welcome to Passport Mommy. I'm Michelle Gerson. I hope you had a great week. I hope you're enjoying your summer and you're getting to travel and you're getting out there, whether it's by plane or by car. And recently, I was so lucky to take my family to a part of Vermont that I have never been to before, Brattleboro. Now, Brattleboro is very close to New Hampshire. It is very convenient to get to if you're in the Northeast. We drove from New York, which was about a four-hour drive. We used to live in Connecticut. It's a quick two-hour drive. It is so easy to get to. And what a great community. So many things to do for the kids there. So much fun for the adults. There's so much culture. Culture. There, we experienced just everything from wonderful food to culture to activities for the kids. And so I'm so happy to have with me today, Stephanie Bonin. She is a mother of two. She is a former executive director of the Downtown Brattleboro Alliance. And she's going to talk to us just about all the things there are to do there for families and couples and anybody who would like to head there this summer or in the upcoming fall season. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I was just blown away. You know, I didn't know much about Brattleboro before going there. And I just love, number one, how progressive the area is. And I love all of the culture and the activities for the kids. I said to my husband, we were there, I said, we should move here for the summer and have Mm -hmm. our kids go to circus school, have them go to theater camp. They went to a place where they made all kinds of uh, wood projects. I mean, it was just, it was so neat. So tell me when somebody is planning a visit to Brattleboro, where would you tell them to start? Well, first I need to ask, what particular thing did you do at NECA? Did anybody go on the flying trapeze? Uh, we did. Uh, no, we did not. My kids are three and five. So when you say yeah. trapeze, we went on the smaller one, on the smaller oh. one upstairs yeah, to learn how to climb. And my daughter was just, she was all over the place. She was so excited. I mean, talk about energy, but I, I just, I was so impressed with what they did with her. Yeah, the giant foam pit is the thing that makes my daughter's eyes go wide and, you know, being able to jump on the, the, it feels like a, you know, football field size trampoline. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Yeah. I have sent my, both my girls to circus camp and it's kind of just fun saying that I sent Mm -hmm. them off to circus. (laughs) Um, But that's an incredible incredible asset that we have here in town. And I, what's interesting, a side note that happens a lot is the kids get sent to camp, but then the adults start getting sucked into circus classes at night. And we have lots of diehard, um, you know, forget aerobics or cross or kickboxing or whatever you do now Uh, in Brattleboro, it tends to be circus that the adults get into too, which is fun. Yeah, it's a great workout. I mean, even the few things that they did with me also after my kids, I was like the next day I was feeling it in the muscles and I thought, ooh, that was good. (laughs) That's great. That's great. Um, Now I'm forgetting your original question, but I think you said, what do I do with my kids for fun? 
Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just all the activities if we were planning a trip there, because we just, we were so lucky to experience so many wonderful parts of yeah. Brattleboro. And I just thought, wow, what a great place for kids to grow up in. What a great place to live. And also just a terrific place to visit. Yeah, I agree. Um, I actually moved here from Denver and I was a little bit worried that my kids would not have lots of choices and exposure to thing, things. Mm-hmm. And I was incredibly wrong in terms of what you're hitting on the cultural art scene. So my youngest is going to the New England Youth Theater summer camp that you touched on. But what's interesting about her is she... Um, is doesn't want to be the one that's out on stage. And mm-hmm. so the track that they have for her is costuming and designing. So at nine years old, she is back there with a needle and thread. And her big thing um, uh, last week was that she needed to paint with white out all of the buttons on a, on a coat because they were trying to create a chef's coat. Oh, wow. So she learned the transformation of how you make something look like something it's not. And she's, uh, she just gets lost in the costume room. So that's really fun that even in a really out facing type track, like performing arts, they Mm -hmm. even have something for the more introverted. And then my, um, my older daughter, uh, you touched on progressive. She came home yesterday, just high as a kite. There was this big, long dining room in the town common, right in the center of the common, a white tablecloth catered. And it was all the political candidates. We have a primary coming August 9th Mm -hmm. and everyone sat around this table. And the reason why my daughter was so excited was she came home and said, oh my gosh, everyone was so impressed that we were there. We're not even old enough to vote. And they all couldn't stop talking about us and wanted us to volunteer on their campaigns. And I thought that is such a gem that she felt needed, even yes. if she wasn't vote, you know, and, and she said, I was surrounded by, you know, old people like 40 year olds. Oh, great. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I'll ignore that comment. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. But, yeah. but yes. That's what I, that's what I picked up. I mean, the fact that the area is so progressive and open and open to all communities. And I mean, I just, what a great exposure for children and for such a great learning experience. And so tell me some of the other things, some of the other activities that if we were planning a trip, to Brattleboro that we can line up for our families. Well, I know that you went to Walker Farm Mm -hmm. and I love all of the farm stands. Yes. But in thinking, I was, I just went yesterday and I was thinking about talking with you and I, without knowing it, Lily, my youngest, diverted to the frog pond. I never saw her again. And I oh. shopped in silence in the farm stand. Oh, how <laughs> nice. I was able to actually think about my list and, and what I was doing. And I was thinking, gosh, I could have never done that in an you know, if I went to a big grocery store in an urban setting, I wouldn't be able to say, oh, just go hang out in the whatever right. vitamin section. Or right. Whatever, you right. Know? And so there she was just lost and, and I had full focus. But the thing I love about our farm stands, and this really took off over after COVID or during COVID, I should say, is that they all also sell all the other products. Mm-hmm. So they have their fruits and vegetables, but then they have the dose of batter 
that Dosa Kitchen packages and sells wholesale. They have the cheese that Grafton Village Farm sells. They have the milk from Miller Farm in Guilford, Vermont. So it is truly a kind of a one-stop shop when you, when when you go to these places because of their refrigerated sections, um, all with their friends. You know, exactly. we, we all know each other, and so so that's really a, a highlight for me. Um, I think the the going back to that frog pond idea, but in downtown, is that our downtowns across America are kind of disappearing. And ours isn't in Brattleboro and kids can walk all over the place on their own perfectly fine and be able to go into shops. And we even have stickers on the shops that say kids are welcome here. Oh, how nice. A movement that came from the teenagers of our town saying, sometimes we walk in and we don't feel welcome. So let's make stickers for the places that feel welcome. And it just transformed. And now everyone can go everywhere. And um, I know that you went to Beadnik's, which is one of my favorite stores. Um, and in fact, all at the library right now, there's a reading challenge for all ages and for mm-hmm. the teenagers Anytime you go in and check out a book, you get a scratch ticket. And one of the prizes, one of the most coveted prizes of those scratch tickets is a $5 gift certificate to Beadnex. Oh, nice. I'm sure listening people are like five, $5. That's sort of that's a lot for a kid. That's a lot. lot. And it's a lot for Beadnex. Um, Macy went in and she made a pair of earrings that I love. She loves. And they were $3 and 50 cents and she made them herself. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I know you mentioned too before about dosa and the uh, food that is sold mm-hmm. at Walker Farm. And, you know, I loved meeting the first night we were there. We went to, um, you know, the food truck festival yeah. At, yeah, near the uh, cheese factory. Tell me again, the name of that farm where the um, retreat farm food retreat truck farm. roundup. Yes. And that was so much fun. And I love talking to the owner of the Dosa truck and she was so sweet. And she was telling me what, you know, what brought her to Vermont and her, her food is so popular in the area. And it was just, it's so nice to see that somebody could really build a business there. And, and that was delicious. And like you said, everybody knows everybody. And it was really nice to see her book also in mm-hmm. the cheese factory and everywhere else. And it, it was really nice. I mean, my kids, they, they don't stop talking even now my son saw some cheese on the shelf the other day says that looks like the cheese we saw in the cheese factory yeah yeah and what's great is there's samples galore there so and they'll talk to you about cheese forever that's for sure yeah do you and one of the things that is uh dosa at dosa is the dosa dog which is probably their only really americanized thing that they serve mm-hmm. but i have to say it's really fun because it's one of the giant dosas but then they wrap a hot dog in it which is really fun oh fun i didn't have that that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fun yeah no we had just a sampling of all their other great dishes mm-hmm. and then we also sampled the gelato at the food truck festival i mean everything was just so good mhm yeah but and then I'm trying to think. We also went to the place where my kids made a wood carving. Um, it's tell me again the name of that hatch space. Hatch space. So we yep. also went to hatch space, and mm-hmm. the kids had a blast. I mean, and they were able to make these little wooden figures and see how it it goes from just 
you know, drawing it out to conception and how it's made. And, and I mean, I was just so impressed with how many projects and things that go on there for adults and children. I mean, what a great place for adults to go to, to just be creative there, the art studio. I mean, there's just so many places in town. Yeah. It's a really specific hatch space is a wood maker's maker's space. And they are, I think making all of us fall in love with the idea of doing projects with wood. Um, but specifically they partnered with boys and girls club in town and they have a whole week long camp of making your own skateboard or skateboards. And it's been a phenomenal way of introducing people to a potential different passion with a passion they already have. And that is skateboarding. So that camp has been going on for a while. And I think we'll just keep seeing them repeat that. And then in terms of the other thing that I love that they do is that they bring in um, incredible wood makers from all over, but specifically working really hard to, to bring in women who mm-hmm. are really uh, hot, you know, who know that scale and, and can teach classes. And so they'll have women only uh, classes. That's great. great. And then you touched on river gallery art school, which has, gosh, it's been here. I I know at least over 30 years, Mm. gotta be even older. And they're, belief is that you give people creative space and you just let them go. And so they do a lot of, um, not a lot of guiding in the beginning, which is really great for, uh, there's this one room that's full of uh, stuff like bottle caps and scrap wood and yarn from knitting projects that are done. And on and on hinges, you you name it. If you bring it to River Gallery Art School and say, here, do you want these? They'll be like, great. And they put it in this room Mm -hmm. and they have hot glue gun and they have any other attachment you can think of. And the kids go in and they just say, make whatever you want. Oh, you need me to help you saw this? Oh, you need me to take a metal cutter? Let me show you how to cut a hinge or, or whatever. And it is really wild to see what comes out of it, but it's also an amazing experience for a kid to just be told, yes, 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 do that. Yes, yes, right. let me do that. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. So we're coming up to the end of the segment, but we're going to continue talking. But real quickly, where can people go to find more information on Brattleboro? Brattleboro.com. Perfect. Well, that's easy. <laughs> and, and what would you suggest? How many days do you feel somebody should spend if they're looking to plan a trip? Um, well, I think signing up your kids for a week and having you and your partner be able to take a week uh, when your kids are in camp in Brattleboro is phenomenal. It's the way I like to travel when I go places. Yes. Uh, rise, uh, a long weekend, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday is great too. Yeah, absolutely. And because it is so close to a lot of different places and easy to get to, it is the type of trip that you can just do for a long weekend. But I love the idea of sending them to one of the awesome camps and then exploring on your own. We're speaking with Stephanie Bonin. She is the former executive director for the Downtown Brattleboro Alliance. And you're listening to Passport Mommy. More coming up in a few.
You're listening to Passport Mommy. I'm Michelle Gerson, and we're speaking with Stephanie Bonin. She's a mother of two and recent former executive director of the Downtown Brattleboro Alliance in Vermont. And I was so happy to go visit a few weeks ago, and it was such a wonderful place for adults and children alike. I really, I haven't been somewhere where I have just felt the spirit of a place and picked up the culture and, and just, you know, really got to know the people without talking to a lot of people. You know, I got to know the people in all of the different places we went and all of the different businesses that are there for children. And that was just wonderful to see what they do in this small town. And it's funny, I should say that some, I did speak to some people who had moved there from different places. And they said that when they moved there, they thought, oh, it's going to be such a small town. And then they were shocked at how much there is to do there. Mm -hmm. And that is what I discovered as well. Stephanie, so tell me when we visit Brattleboro, where should we stay? Because I know there are a lot of really great and different types of options. Yeah, uh, we have one hotel right in downtown, which is Latches Hotel, a historic building, very eclectic, and also houses our four screen uh, movie theater. That is a great destination, especially if you are coming from Amtrak, which you didn't mention in the beginning and is my favorite way to travel to New York because you get on the train, you have comfortable seats, you have Wi-Fi if you need to work um, and you're not driving, which I love. Mm-hmm. And you sit back, relax, and then all of a sudden it pops you into um into New York city. And so the reverse coming to Brattleboro, it lands you right in the middle of downtown and you can walk to Latches hotel. So Amtrak is great. Um, there's also within walking distance, there is one cat bed and breakfast and there is, um, the in at on Putney road bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. Those are options. There's also the KOA where, um, you can camp, And there's Mm -hmm. also campfires, which I think you stayed at, right? Yes, yes. You can camp at or you can stay in there. So we stayed at campfires and we stayed in, they have a small area that's just like a, a hotel but it's, okay. it's about four rooms. And I was really impressed because I've stayed at other glamping places before where they have cabins, which are very nice, but they're very rustic. And this was just a really comfortable, what felt like a hotel room, but still where it was not compromising the feel of campfires, where right outside your door, you had a fire pit, you had wood that you could make your fire at night. And it was really nice because I feel if you are traveling with young kids and maybe you don't want to camp or you don't have a camper right now, but you want to stay there and experience the great outdoors and just get that sense of family. And there's a pool there, there's mini golf, there's an ice cream shop. I mean, it's a really fun place to stay and very comfortable. Uh, We certainly have a lot of Airbnbs. We certainly, my family travels a lot by home exchange, which I know is a Mm. whole different conversation. Um, And then we have some mainstream kind of hotels on the other side of town as well. So there are a lot of options. Yeah. Oh, I would love to have you back on another time and talk about home exchange because Uh, I think that is a great way to travel. Do you do it at all? I have not. I've not. um, But that's a... I'll talk to you about it anytime. I yeah, <laughs> yes, and yes. I've won a lot of people over for 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 Brattleboro doing that because they wouldn't have come otherwise. Right. So, 
Exactly. And I love because it's you get to meet people from all over. You get to share with them how wonderful your town is. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a really great thing. Um, OK, so we have about two minutes left. What yeah. else would you recommend when we visit the area? Well, um, the there we have a lot of venues and a lot of them are really family friendly in terms of live music and performing arts. Mm-hmm. And so one of them is uh, Next Stage, which has what they call a bandwagon series pass. So I buy it at the beginning of every summer and then it gets me into every single concert that they do from their bandwagon, which is a movable little tiny house. And mm-hmm. they do it all over our community. So they'll pop up um, out on a big giant field. They'll pop up at the back of a farm. They will show at the School for International Training, which is something we have here in town that has this incredible vista. And so the most recent one that I went to was in the back of NECA mm-hmm. and it was a beatbox what's called popping so it's yes. a popular dance we were there it was oh, so much there? fun yes oh, I'm yes. sorry I didn't meet you I was there with my oldest daughter and the two of us were just mesmerized yes yes I mean how good was Mr. Mike I know I know it was an incredible show and not, like nothing I've ever seen nothing yep. and I have to say that show Everyone was really focused because they were so unbelievable. But a lot of times when you go to next stage shows, everyone has their picnic out and you're talking to your neighbor, you know, almost more than watching the performance and kids are racing around. And it's this amazing way of Keith Marks, the executive director, is really committed to making all of this, all of these performances really approachable and not intimidating. So it's not your normal, you know, get dressed up, speak quietly, try not to cough type of performance. Right. Exactly. And And there was an area for the kids to play. It was great. Yeah. I think as parents, that's really relieving too. Um, And it's a way of turning that light switch on that they enjoy going to things like that. Absolutely. Oh, Stephanie Bonin, I wish we had more time to chat. I'm excited to talk with Bethany coming up next because she's going to talk to us more about Brattleboro. But thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Hopefully I'll see you the next time I'm in town. I'm Michelle Gerson, the Passport Mommy. More coming up in a few. You're listening to Passport Mommy. I'm Michelle Gerson, and it has been so much fun speaking with Stephanie Bonin about Brattleboro, Vermont. I absolutely loved my trip there a few weeks ago, and now I'm so happy to have on the show with me today, Bethany Krieger-Thies. She's the co-founder and co-creator of Everywhere Philosophy. She's a published author of essays, short stories, poetry. She's a former staff writer for several online publications like Nickelodeon and the Huffington Post. She's a regular contributor to her local independent newspaper paper. And she has four children that she has raised in Brattleboro. And so uh, Bethany, thank you so much for being here today. Michelle, thank you so much for having me. It's truly a pleasure. Sure. So I am a little envious, I have to say, that you made the move to Brattleboro because even in the short time that I was there, I thought, wow, what a great place to raise children. I mean, that was exactly why we moved. Um, We were living in Los Angeles and I took a visit to Brattleboro in the fall. Um, And if you really want to make the move to Brattleboro, (laughs) I highly recommend coming in October because you will immediately fall in love 
love and decide to leave all of your big city jobs um, <laughs> for a quieter life um, in Vermont, in Southern Vermont. Um, but really, you, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, we were living in Los Angeles and, you know, living in the city is full of its own, you know, delights and culture and richness. Um, but I really wanted something different for my children. And Brattleboro is kind of the epitome of that, you know, classic childhood experience that I think we all saw in movies. And um, I, I don't know how old you are. I think I'm a little bit older, but it seemed like that quintessential like childhood experience. Yes, I'm in my 40s. Uh, Me too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I have young kids. I started late. Um, but yes, that's exactly what it felt like with all the different things to do. And I was talking with Stephanie just how, you know, your kids can go to all kinds of camps, whether it's circus camp, theater camp, they can go to a, you know, a wood carving place. They could go, I mean, anywhere they could experience their craft and what they'd like to, to just do. And, and it's open and it's culturally open. I just love it. Yeah. And I think as well, too, for families, I think a lot of families sometimes um, think that New England is not accessible to families on um, all ranges of the socioeconomic scale. And I like to always counter that with, yes, your children can go to all of these wonderful camps and that there are also community organizations that help all families access those experiences. You know, you've got a really robust community that um, supports uh, youth activities. Um, lots of places offer really great scholarships and places like the Boys and Girls Club, for, in fact, in Brattleboro, offer access to all of those programs, woodworking, NECA, um, at a nominal um, fee or at no charge for families. So wow. it really is a place where all families can come and have access to these really unique and wonderful experiences that aren't generally accessible in larger cities. Yes, that's incredible that they can do all of those things through the Boys and Girls Club. That's amazing. And so your children now are, you mentioned they're in their teens, right? And and downward. Yeah. So I have a 16-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old. So what has their experience been growing up in the area? So they really don't remember anything else. Um, my eldest was two when we moved here, but they... Uh, door it here. And I, and I'm using that term, like literally it's, it's adoration. Um, they talk about growing up as Vermonters all the time. They have the fondest memories of their childhood, um, you know, playing in brooks and, you know, chasing frogs and being able to walk places, um, mm -hmm. you know, having, you know, being able to walk to most places in town is really a treat that you don't um, think about when you're, you know, living someplace where you're driving all the time. Right. Um, being able to have, you know, all of these natural, beautiful um, places, access to trails, access to hikes, right in your backyard, or a very, very short drive away, uh, is something that they've really enjoyed. And also having access to community in a very different way than most um, children get to experience. Like my daughter, for example, was part of um, a high school group that did research to correct a town monument. Mm -hmm. um, and they went directly to the town manager and were able to actually affect change. And I think 
you know, children have an, um, an opportunity to really be a part of the community in a very real way. Um, they do get to um, have their voices heard and mm-hmm. they do get to watch change happen um, as they advocate for things that are important to them. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't get to experience until they're an adult. Right. Exactly. And I know that that is so meaningful. I mean, especially Stephanie was saying that her kids were in town and they were having a big meeting for the upcoming primary and her kids felt like, hey, they have a say and they wanted their help, you know, with all of the issues and the things that they were talking about. Yes, I think it's really a unique um, place in that way and that um children and young adults, adolescents really are the fa- are part of the fabric of the community. They're not just outside of it participating mm-hmm. in, you know, in, in um, that kind of behind the scenes way. They're very, very much front and center in uh, how this community, um, how it, how it revolves. It's just, it's a really unique, interesting place to live. And uh, I think my children have really benefited from the opportunity to grow up in Brattleboro and I see how independent they are. You know, sometimes people think of small towns as being a little bit more stifling for children. Like they don't have um, opportunities to be independent. My, but my four children are very independent. They walk places by themselves. There's a lot of freedom in a small safe town where you actually get to do more and really test those boundaries of independence um, because it's just so safe. And there is such a caring community that's kind of looking out for all the children. Yeah. And that's huge because it does take a village. And I think that that is nice that they can do that. And I have to say that, you know, I've gone between the big city living in New York City to more of the country. And, you know, when I'm in both places, I see the benefits and I see how wonderful it is. And I think, oh, well, maybe I should be here for this. And then I move there and I say, maybe I should be there for that. But one thing (laughs) that I do find really beneficial is the fact that you can walk places and do things like you're talking about. And, you know, I have to say that I'm about to possibly move to another area that doesn't have that, that you have to get in your car for everything. And that is the only thing that's giving me a lot of hesitation about moving there because I just, you know, I think it is so nice to be able to walk places. Well, then I think you should probably, you know, have a, have a, have a second property here in Brattleboro with us. I think you're right. <laughs> I absolutely think you're right. And so if somebody did want to come and start exploring properties in Brattleboro, where would you tell them to start? So the you, great thing about Brattleboro is it's really close to a lot of different places. So we're on the southern, the southeast, you know, border of Vermont. So you're very close to Massachusetts, New Hampshire. Um, you're, it's a joke here that we say you're two hours away from everything, but it's mm-hmm. pretty much true. So if yeah. you were going to go to Boston, you're about two hours away. If you're going to go to Providence, Rhode Island, you're about two hours away. If you're going to go to Gloucester, Massachusetts, you're about two hours away. Um, it's it's uh, unique in that it has like it's it's very close to everything. You can take the train right into New York City directly from Brattleboro. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say if you're looking for places, it really depends on the type of atmosphere you're looking for. If you are wanting to, you know, be very, very close to Brattleboro, like one exit away on the highway um, and wanted a little bit more land um, and didn't want to be right in the city center, there's, you know, um, there's Putney and Guilford 
uh, there's like these charming, charming enclaves, like just um, surrounding Brattleboro. And if you want to be right in the center of everything, um, Brattleboro is really the place to be. Um, you know, there's walking access to all the schools. Um, so it, it really depends on what you're looking for. Greenfield, Massachusetts is only 15 minutes away. Northampton's only about 35 minutes away. Mm-hmm. You have kind of like a, a very uh, rich um, geography uh, right all around you. So I guess it really depends on what on what your listeners would be looking for. Right, exactly. And what would you say? So if somebody wanted to get a second home in Brattleboro, what kind of price range are we looking for? I mean, I know obviously it varies depending on the type of place you're looking for, but just, you know, like a modest home for, let's say you and your children. Sure. Um, so right now, so the real estate market has changed significantly since COVID, of course, like it right. has everywhere else in the country. So that's something to note. Um, but prices here are still comparatively, you know, very reasonable. So if you're wanting, you know, a three bedroom house, three bedroom, two bathhouse in town um, that has like a little bit of, of a yard and most places do. So if you're thinking about like, you know, a, a half of an acre of, mm-hmm. of land um, and a house in town, you're probably looking at between anywhere between 230 and 275, depending on the type of home, um, which is still as I've said, fairly reasonable for yes. other places in the country. Yes. And if you're looking for something larger, if you want something with like more land, you know, a couple of acres and maybe a little bit outside of town, like maybe in Putney or something like that, you could be talking about for the same size house, probably up to about four. Mm-hmm. Still very reasonable. And for folks yes. who are living, you know, in Los Angeles and New York City, it it is still a very affordable place to live with a lot of access and a lot of um, really unique opportunities for families. Yes, 100%. And I mean, I think even families living in Connecticut or in Massachusetts, that seems like a really great price for a home. Um, So yeah, so definitely I could see why that adds to the desirability of Brattleboro and that it is an affordable place to live. So you have all of these wonderful things available to you as a family, but then also you're not stressing about your living expenses. And and I would say too, you know, with the way the work environment has changed and people being able to work remotely, it's especially enticing because you're not having to, you know, do this huge commute. Um, You can live in a in uh, a place that you love and you can still do your work from anywhere. Um, And, you know, Vermont has worked really hard to increase its, you know, broadband and Wi-Fi accessibility and is still working on doing that right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it will just become more accessible to remote workers as time goes on. Yeah, which I love. And I know even when I was following what was going on with COVID, so many people from New York went to Vermont because it was one of the safer places also to visit, to stay, because I love, you know, everybody's got their own views, but I love how, you know, you are very conscious of that and that even still that you require masks in a lot of venues. And I think that that is a really good peace of mind. Yeah, I think that really speaks to Vermont as a community and as a state. Um, Vermont really cares about its residents. It really cares about its visitors. It 
I think it's a state that's based, you know, very, very um, strongly in um, community and care. And I think mm-hmm. that's that showed um, beautifully was shown beautifully during the pandemic, just in like the health and safety measures that were taken um, to support, you know, the community and their most vulnerable pockets. Exactly. Which I think is very admirable. So we have a minute, a minute and a half left in this segment. Tell me, where would you suggest people go just for more information on Brattleboro, on the different activities? Maybe, you know, we still have the full month of August left in the summer, maybe some camps or things that families can do with their children. Sure. Well, I know you spoke with Stephanie. Um, the Downtown Brattleboro Alliance is an, is an amazing resource, and I highly recommend everyone go there. Um, you know, for camps and things of that nature, you can also always look at, you know, the major youth organizations as well. It's a great place for families to go. Um, you know, the town of Brattleboro has a recreation and parks department. Um, they're excellent. They run a lot of really low-cost, engaging um, summer camps for children. You can can go to the Boys and Girls Club of Brattleboro and take a look at their offerings. You can always look at the retreat farm. Um, I, I'm sure you had the opportunity to, vis- to visit the retreat farm. Yes. The retreat farm is an amazing resource uh, for community um, events and events for children. Um, I would just say, you know, really, once you get to the town of Brattleboro's um, site, there's a million offshoots you can go to, but I would definitely say, um, the Downtown Brattleboro Alliance is probably your best bet if you want to know exactly what's happening in Brattleboro and want to be linked to other amazing opportunities. Perfect. Thank you so much, Bethany Krieger-Thies. I love talking with you. We have one segment left in the show, and I want to talk to you more about just what it's like to raise your family in Brattleboro, Vermont. I'm Michelle Gerson, the Passport Mommy. More coming up in a few. You're listening to Passport Mommy. I'm Michelle Gerson, and we're speaking with Bethany Krieger-Thies. She's co-founder, co-creator of Everywhere Philosophy. She's a published author, and she is a regular contributor to her local independent newspaper, and she is a Brattleboro resident with four children that she has raised there, and I had the pleasure of visiting Brattleboro, Vermont a few weeks ago and just fell in love, and so I'm so happy to talk with you today, Bethany. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Sure. So before we were talking about just why it's such a great place to live and to raise children in. And so I know right now my daughter is going into kindergarten and very important factor that we're looking at when deciding where to live is the school system. So how is the school system in Brattleboro? So I have nothing um, but kudos to give our school system here in in Brattleboro. Um, I have children currently in elementary school, middle school and high school. Uh, all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have a unique perspective about um, the district and the school system. But I can tell you um, that my children would not have been able to navigate um, COVID uh, and school the way that they did with such success if it were not for the excellent, excellent schools in Brattleboro. Um, All three of my children attend public schools. Um, Mm -hmm. There are a wealth of independent and private schools in the area as well for families who'd like to make a different choice. Um, And I can speak to, you know, the success of uh, um, community children I've seen come from those schools as well. Uh, Basically, you know, any uh, philosophy that you have regarding schooling can be met here in Brattleboro or very close by. Um, A lot of great great uh, learning opportunities. Uh, But 
for me, with my students in the public schools, um, they have just done so well. And again, the community, the care that the teachers have for the students, uh, it's really something that um, I haven't seen before. I, I feel so lucky that I have um, three children in schools in Brattleboro and that I've been able to uh, watch the schools just pivot so beautifully to make sure that um, students were successful, especially over these last two years. Yeah. And that's huge. It really is. That was a true test of, you know, how a school handles such a situation. And so for the people who are in, for kids who are in school, what are some extracurricular activities that are available to them in Brattleboro? Oh my goodness. So the schools, uh, the public schools have access to all of these amazing programs that are completely free. Um, they are funded directly by the schools. Um, usually the PTO is very, very, um, uh, very great about uh, doing a lot of fundraising on the side so students can have access to these. So we have winter sports programs. So students during the winter um, will take a day a week and we'll have access to ice skating, snowboarding, skiing, um, snowshoeing there's uh and that happens all during the winter and it's available to all students in schools there are theater programs that are run through the new england youth theater that students have access to and then there's this amazing program um, run through the brattleboro music department uh, it's called mm -hmm. music in the schools where students are able to um, learn uh, an instrument for free after school. Oh. So we have strings programs where students are learning violin and piano. Um, and there are after school programs. You know, for a lot of families, after school care is still an issue. Mm -hmm. um, and there are these amazing after school programs that are available to students. Um, there are more like nationally known programs like Girls on the Run um, that are all run with teachers at the schools. And then they do their own after school programming. So, you know, you might have like a Harry Potter camp or, you know, there's fishing after school. The teachers really use the environment they use what's accessible to the students uh, around us here in Brattleboro and they create all of these opportunities to families at little or no cost I love that I love that because I believe that that is just as important if not more important than the academics that your child goes through when they're in school and to be able to have all of those wonderful enrichment programs I believe is what really shapes a child. I know when I was younger, it was theater that brought me out of my shell and really helped propel me into what I do today. And I just think it's so important to have the arts as a huge part of the curriculum. Yes. And in a community like Brattleboro, which I'm sure you've seen, which is very, you know, it's arts focused. Um, yes. Those programs being able, being offered to children is a huge part Um of their schooling as well. And, you know, they, they're able to, for most of the area schools, they're able to just walk right into town to access some of those opportunities. I love it. Thank you so much, Bethany Krieger Thies. I really appreciate you joining me today. Thank you for introducing me to your wonderful town of Brattleboro in Vermont. And I look forward to visiting again really soon and hopefully meeting you in person. I'm Michelle Gerson, the Passport Mommy. Thank you for joining me this week. Enjoy your week and I'll talk to you next time. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.